try some of this new defog I got here. I think it's okay. Whoa. Whoa. I'm feeling it, man. <laughs> the surface is so far away. Diving is so groovy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to throw that. Oh, this stuff is trippy. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. sounded like you were on your own path. <laughs> <It was. laughs> hey, people. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with your host, Dirk Tyler. <laughs> and and who was I supposed to be? Uh, Kitty. Uh, Katie Calhoun. <laughs> Although they're, they're real people. That's right, they what, are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel bad. Excuse me. I, I think... Our uh, mockery, if you call it mockery, our imitations, our flattery. There, trust me, I'm not. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, especially old Kitty, her accomplishments are amazing. Yeah, impressive. Dirk, like on the other like hand, I'd like to meet her. I'd like to meet her one day. <laughs> I bet you would. Don't tell your wife. Your wife hey, doesn't Kitty. listen to this podcast, <laughs> honey. If you're listening, I want you to turn this off. Hey, Kitty. I was reading a book about you, Kitty. So, we were on that little bit of that Zen kick last week, reading through that book, Why We Climb, and we we got, we got into a pretty good idea of of the spirit that we try to share with divers in the water. Right the uh, the fundamental or the foundation of I guess you would say teaching and learning diving because you're constantly learning. You should be. I mean, because we mentioned a little bit about both of us, you know, admitted to getting complacent from time to time. It's easy to do. And and trying to stay on that path of, of being better every every time you get in the water and really being in the in the moment, in the in that spirit so that you really get the most out of each dive. It takes a, a lot of commitment. So in my younger days, I thought I was going to be a rock and roll superstar. You are a rock and roll superstar. In my mind. In my mind. And I've got this cool old book that was called Zen Guitar, written by Philip Koshiro Interesting. Good pronunciation, by the way. Arigato. Um, who uh, unfortunately passed. I was, I was looking him up. He, uh, fortunate, unfortunate, who's yeah. to say? Yeah, he, he, was, uh, he was living in New York from Japan. Then I think he was living in Hawaii or something. And then I, I think it 
passed away of cancer, I do believe. But anyways, he wrote this really cool book, Zen Guitar. It does similar what what we do with scuba diving. Yeah, breeze underwater it, with his guitar. <laughs> um, no, he does the you know how we how we keep bringing this Zen like approach to scuba diving. He often does it with, or he does it, I should say, with playing the guitar. Oh, okay. Being in the right mental place. Yeah, it's uh, being yeah, it's exactly being in the moment, the awareness. Like yeah. the, right from the very beginning of like the mind that you have when you grab it and pick it up, mm-hmm. where you store it, how clean it is, how tuned it is. Mm-hmm. Right, being in you know, getting really in page or on page with that guitar before you pick it up, so that each strum really resonates with you Mm -hmm. yes and he moves on to a section the learning the guitar he talks about 12 points of focus which i think are very applicable to a white belt scuba initiate you know first coming to because it's really easy to watch a jean-claude van damme movie or a old bruce lee movie and you practice a couple of roundhouse kicks and you Swirl around some num, num, nunchucks, <laughs> you know, in the in the living room. Break a couple mirrors and vases and lamps, and boom, you're ready to take on the world because you think you got it until you get your ass kicked. But for scuba, unfortunately, you have a, a couple of you know uh, uh, good dives. You you get a little bit too big for your britches, kind of a thing. You, you you think you're better than you are, and then reality. You know, bites in Can. scuba, and it usually right. it scares the living hell out of people. And they're like, you know what? Uh, golf sounds pretty yeah. good because I, I nearly died. Well, I think that's a a big motivation behind the way we teach, or at least how we are looking at the industry. Is a lot of people come into the activity and they exit very quickly because they have one of these uh, experiences, or they don't, and they're just uncomfortable. That it's in their mind that they're all they want to do is live through it and it goes back to their basic foundation of how they were taught the fundamentals of scuba diving they know there's something missing or they it's just too big of an obstacle it's just there's too many things that's unknown to them and it doesn't feel right you know they're uncomfortable remember we used to when teaching in these uh these basic fundamentals essentials courses one of the biggest things you try to get across is that the competence builds the confidence which means more comfort those big those three c's we used to preach yeah for sure confidence comes from being good at something and with that confidence you're more comfortable right anyway but the only way you're going to build the mm-hmm. confidence with yourself is if you are have that competence because you're comfortable with your equipment you you know it deeply you're you're intimate with your equipment you're you're, you're not questioning how it works, if it's going to work, where it's going to work, why it's going to work. You, you're intimate with that knowledge of, of what it is. You're, it, it, same thing with the environment that you're going to, right? That you, you've researched, you've studied, you, you're knowing what to expect. There isn't a bunch of question marks looming in front of you on the dive. You're, you're going into it prepared. Exactly. I go back to uh, the Zen thing here. You've got the Zen guitar. Did you read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? Yeah. Main character who is so meticulous with his maintenance of his older motorcycle. 
He's got an older motorcycle that requires like constant, and he his motorcycle is the one that keeps going all the time. Right, and his little his, group. His buddies, uh, yeah. his buddies got the new, the new sweet, brand new bikes, and right. they only make it halfway through the trip. Right, they, bail. they have issues all the time, you know. <laughs> so, the the man has actually taken enjoyment out of the art of keeping his motorcycle finely tuned, and you know the amount of attention he pays to it. I think that's part of of this as well as the any martial art or scuba diving and the guitar is you learn that the enjoyment is in the work is in that meticulous detail it's because you're in it you're aware your mind is totally into it like whenever you're doing anything when you play guitar when you athletes play sports and everything just happens perfectly Everybody gets those moments, and usually they're a split second or a couple seconds. Yeah, they, they, they call it you're in the zone. Zone or flow, and uh, people that have it, mas- true masters, basically live in that flow zone area, like ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so young, young white belts out there, put down your geese, put on your scuba geese. <laughs> Put your scuba geese and get ready for I th- I thought, uh, learning. I, I didn't keep interrupting it, but I thought the white belt was level was the um, where you learn to make the noises. Because <laughs> that's essential, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, everything you do, you pick a little. Ball. Now I have those days, and I think it's fun to do, but my wife does not think it's funny. Where you pull a coffee cup out of the cupboard. Or you hand her something, and you go, Wah! just stop it like a half inch in front of her face, you know. Wah! I she could have killed you with that. She, doesn't, she doesn't find that funny? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Mr. Sudo says, guitar playing is a physical activity that demands training. In that sense, it is no different than learning to throw a discus, running the high hurdles, or swim the butterfly. The body must acquire an intelligence of its own. The muscles must learn to move in new and disciplined ways. When the body engages in something new, it forces the mind to pay attention, to acquire focus, direction, and resolve. Conversely, when the body tires of an activity, the mind must forge discipline and endurance in the muscles. So those people who are struggling with buoyancy control, struggling with you know, the cleanliness of the kicks. The propulsion techniques, yeah, it's, it's all new stuff. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, most people just, they get into a class, nobody's taught how to swim in the water. They're just throwing, throwing some gear because the, the class is designed to get them certified, to get them out so that they can get out quick, start buying gear, going on trips, spending money. Short of wiggle your feet till you get across the other side of the pool, I mean, I mean that's the, the, the swimming lecture in, in most beginning scuba classes so when, when you finally move to a place where somebody wants to really teach you propulsion in this three-dimensional world for for the majority of people coming at it, it it's it's not natural it's, it's it's completely new to them because because they've been told from the beginning if 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 you're having a hard time swimming buy this other fin well yeah it's easier to kick with uh no no water being pushed behind you. Try these fins; they're super lightweight. Try these fins; they're super easy to kick. Try these fins; you, you'll, you know, it's really easy on the knees. I mean, that, that's the thing is when you've you've got a couple of years or many years of history, a lot of people they don't want to take the time 
to to learn to perfect these these cleanliness techniques because they go, eh, I've been fine this whole time. What's the big deal? And you you know what? Yeah, you're right. You you can you've been doing it for years and you've had a great time. You've got a lot of great pictures. The people behind you don't. Correct. It's never an issue until you start to get into these more demanding environments where it is an issue. And then those old attributes don't transition well. So you're going to have to change eventually versus trying to learn and, and perfect this right from the beginning so that it's always there for you. Right. Well, that old law of primacy uh, from teaching, right? The first thing you learn is the thing that you, you grasp onto and is really hard to unlearn. Flutter kick, for example. It's very difficult to get rid of it now. You have, you have your own horrible technique down pat. You've practiced it for 15 years. You know? Right. And when, when the going gets tough, you go to it. it. You go to it. That's your natural fall mm-hmm. to kick. When, when you're not thinking about kicking, you're like, oh, I just got to get over to the, to the anchor line. That's the kick that comes out. So, and that's because of that law of primacy. Right. We had a guy recently send us an email asking these very questions. We, right. said we got into, into you know, an email dialogue about this very thing, right? So it's, it's breaking that old habit of, of cleaning up these techniques. And it's tough. It's tough to do. It's easy. You can see where people want to give up and they, they want to go to an easier class. It's just going to give them a card that says mm-hmm. that they've got it. But deep down inside and when you're really on the dive, you, you know if you have it or not. Oh, yeah. And it, it's easy to give up on those things. It's just like going for a run, going for a jog when you first get into running. Oh, it's horrid. It's, it's not the body, you know, <laughs> as, as much as it is the mind, right. you know, that, that gives up. And it's, it's telling your mind, you know, to keep going is what's needed. Tashio Sudo says, your spirit must be one of total resolution, as martial artists like to say. Tighten your mind. You may arrive here like a wild colt, scattered and unfocused. It's called monkey mind. Did you ever hear that? Yep. Through training, learn to harness your raw energy and charge like a racehorse. Other beginners arrive with the spirit of a tired nag. Through training, they learn to build up their energy the way one strengthens a little used muscle. And he gives, um, he goes on to give three adages from the samurai on spirit. One. Number one. Always. No, wait. Never. <laughs> no. Always carry litter bag in your car. Number one. Don't ask. Practice. Number two. Seven times down, eight times up. To me, scuba is life. Scuba diving is life. Or I've taken a lot of these uh, ways I approach scuba diving. I put them into use with my children, teaching them. But the whole thing about failing and yeah. falling. Oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. Oh, I'm yeah. never going to get this. Or you, you actually make a mistake. You actually screw up really bad. You can't quit. Right. The whole, everybody screws up. Everybody yeah, fails. Of course, of course you're never going to get it with right. that attitude. You, but you've, you've got to transcend it. You've got to get back up. You have to get back up, and that's where the true character comes in. And number three, Uh-oh. the only opponent is within. Oh, no, no truer words. It's like the oracle of Delphi said, know thyself, know your enemy. Did you ever read uh, The Art of War? No, <coughs> you looked at it. It's right there. You should read it. It's good stuff. Know your enemy. Know thine enemy. Or your enemy. Thine. Thine, sure. You can say that. <laughs> Maybe it sounds sound a little... smarter. You sound a little more classy, sure. <laughs> know your f***ing enemy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
When you are focused on the way, every physical task becomes the object of mental training, no matter how small. Washing the dishes, making the bed, mowing the lawn. I know you say it all the time. Thank you. At every opportunity, keep your mind from laziness and wandering. Yeah, for those, I, I was putting my arms up. My face just said, what the fuck? This is what I say. Because this is the spirit required to know the way of, now he says, Zen guitar. But for us, it's, just it's really everything. Everything, exactly. And it's really applicable to diving. I mean, it's applicable, just like he says, to every aspect of life. Every, everything you do in life, if you can do it with this approach, you're going to find a lot more enjoyment in life. And things get done better, you know? Yeah. So that's the spirit. Your dishes are cleaner. There's that old Zen, you know, when washing dishes, wash dishes. Or they, I've said this one before. When standing, stand. When sitting, sit. But don't wobble. In other words, don't try to do both of them. Right. You know, this whole multitasking thing that I, I, get, I hear from all kinds of people, I'm a multitasker. Well, it just means you're doing a whole lot of things <laughs> yeah. not well. Well, and that's it. That, and I shouldn't say you're f***ing but And I know in this world we live in, especially in this society, you have to juggle. It's, it's so hard yeah. to really focus. pinpoint and focus and do one thing really, really mm-hmm. well at a time. Exactly. Because we live in this world where you, you can't. No. You got a phone with you all the time. Right. You know, you, that's you, part of the problem. It, it, just to survive in, in 2018, you have to be doing so much all the time. It, it's, it, it's hard to survive with, with downtime. Mm-hmm. And that's... You know, when now we talk about scuba diving, how does this relate to scuba diving? Well, you should be mentally and physically at the same time. So, yeah, but most people are in the water going, I got to hurry up, get this dive right. over with because I got to get the kids to soccer practice. I got the, you know, the wife wanted me to swing by Home Depot. I got to get, yeah. get that before I get home. Blah, blah. Or I hope I get my cool new uh, navigator specialty patch from this dive. Right. And that you're, you're focused on the goal instead of the journey. Etc. Etc. Yeah. So that is the spirit, Mm -hmm. the spirit of diving. Yeah. That we want to capture. The second point of focus is rhythm. I often hear people say they have no natural rhythm. This is false. It's white people. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's true. I would say that's true. (laughs) This is false. I, I can I can do the hustle. I'm from Detroit, man. I can do the I can do the hustle. Soul dancing's in my soul. You think my mama let me go forty years not knowing how to do the hustle? Are you kidding me? All right, let's get to work. I often hear people say they have no natural rhythm. This is false. Anyone with a heartbeat has rhythm. Anyone who breathes in and out has rhythm. Anyone who walks has rhythm. The important thing is to feel it and put it into your music or put it into your diving and i mean 100 percent without fail when you see people that are really trying to get this perfect balance in the water not move in the water perfect this buoyancy and and kick and, and cleanliness when they start screwing up and they start struggling every single time their breathing changes oh yeah well that's, right, that's they part lose, of it yeah. they lose that base rhythm Mm-hmm. of breathing which underwater you can't take for granted because that no. is i mean breathing is is standing yes right you know for, yes. for a diver right very good that's a great analogy and that's where where that's where it has to be yeah so he he talks about you need to find your natural rhythm and for a diver i would say that's your breathing you know he gives an analogy in here about you know at the end of a concert you've got 
hundreds, thousands of people that individually start clapping, clapping right? But it, it, it finds this natural mm-hmm. rhythm that's the, the, the big, glorious cheer of everybody cheering together. And he says one of Japanese, one of the Japanese words for rhythm is hiyoshi, as natural as the hand clap of a child. You must learn to feel Hiyoshi overlapping in every facet of your life and bring it to all that you play. Basketball players often speak of wanting to shoot the ball in rhythm, meaning within the flow of the game. In other words, they want their actions to rise naturally. This is Hiyoshi. Remember, you cannot feel rhythm with your mind. You must feel it in your body. When you physically repeat a pattern enough times, no matter how basic or complex, you will inhabit that pattern with your soul. So just wanting to get through class, to get out on the reef, to get the pictures, you're missing, you you don't have the Hiyoshi yet. No, you've got the goal in mind, which means your mind is not in the moment of training, and you're not going to have Hiyoshi or... You're you're going to have a lot of issues. They're not going to be evident because they're the bar is set so low in the regular open water class. So you don't have to have your shit together, and you're going to pass. Ninety nine percent of the education is equipment based, because yeah. mm-hmm. right? you don't need it. You just need a better fin. You don't need buoyancy. You need a better BCD. Right. You don't need, you know, gas management and gas consumption. You need, you need bigger a bigger tanks. tank. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to the third point, technique. Some teachers build entire programs around the acquisition of technique. In Zen guitar, the acquisition of technique for its own sake is not the path to musicianship. The expression is the thing, whatever the means. If you want to spend hours and hours practicing your technique, do so by necessity. We all must spend time there. But the more complicated the technique, the more attention you must give to it. The aim here is to play without having to think about technique. One's main focus should be on playing with the proper spirit. Well, that's art right there, yes. isn't it? And your technique is different than anyone else's technique. And it's yours because you're, A, you're extremely skilled at it and it's just happening. You're not thinking about it, just like you said. And that's the whole thing. You know, doing without doing is meaning. You don't say in your mind, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to make. An artist doesn't say, okay, I'm going to make this painting and start doing the, uh, doing it in a manner that's following instructions per se. It just flows through them. It just happens. That's what... Uh, because they've, yeah, craft, the they've crafted their... Technique. Technique. Through ex- extremely... Meticulous practice. Practice, thank yeah. you. That's it. Practice and practice and practice till it just comes naturally. And every, everybody's technique is going to be, like you were saying, a little bit different. It's it's each each of their own. <clears throat> but it's applied in a way that it's needed mm-hmm. to be as cleanly as possible. And it's still, yeah, it's still, it is still that genre of art per se, right? They're still an artist. They're still a painter, but their painting is in a different style. They're still a beautiful painter. It's the same thing. They're still a, an incredibly good diver. Their style's a little different. If you yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because I mean, right? if you look at okay, so who's 
who's the better guitarist? Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Pete Townsend, James Slash, Mott. James, James Mott. Mott. Right? It's no who's contest. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Well, that's right. where artists. You yeah, know. they're they're all very very good mm-hmm. in their own style, which brings us to the next. In this dojo, it's more important to feel it. Reading and writing does not, however, give a person any advantage on the path of Zen guitar. To say someone can play a score of Mozart's means no more than saying an actor can recite the lines of Shakespeare. What's important is not the ability to read, but the soul and emotion a player brings to the work. That's the art, too. Yeah. Right? It's just, uh, you know, what I like to also equivocate this with or compare it to is you look at the way Americans speak and maybe there is an art to it. There's a beauty to it. Maybe. I don't know because we don't put, we don't put any particular, you know, I don't know what the word is, but you go over to France and this is what I found is the French language is like art in their, their, way they approach the language it's it is true art we don't think about it like that but i I believe over there in europe because those languages are so old it's taught that way and you can you can tell the people everybody that talks it sounds incredible because it's an art it's an expression of themselves they put a lot of a lot more emphasis on that making your language beautiful and you're like well you just say beautiful words and false that's not it it's how how it flows through you Correct. So, I don't know. I noticed could, that. I mean, you could have you, me, yeah, and Robert De Niro all read the same lines. Exactly. But Robert, you're going like, to have Brando. How the hell did you? <laughs> I'm crying over here. The emotion that you elicited. Hey, from me. Are you talking to me? <laughs> are you talking are you to talking? me? <laughs> you talking, you to, me? talking to, you me. Talk, to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? I'm the only one here. <laughs> So what we're saying is the way of this Zen scuba is known not so much in the rational mind of of reading the book and knowing that I have to do a frog kick, right? Right. It's or watching the video or watching the video on YouTube of of uh, I need to be able to do this backwards kick. Mm-hmm. It's the the spirit that's in your heart that comes out and the back kick happens when you need the back kick to happen. Right. Well, there's no thinking involved. It's trained into you. It's second nature. It's and it comes from a whole helk helk. There's a new word I've been inventing called helk. It's like hell and heck. It's clean version of hell and heck. Uh, it's a heck of a lot uh, harder. You know, the, you've just got to put a lot more. Practice into it. Yeah, well, and this is where a lot of people struggle is overthinking a mm-hmm. skill to the point of at at nauseum of of right. They lose the feel of just let let it happen. Let oh, let yeah, the kick they, come out of you. They've read everything about it. They've they've seen all these videos. Their mind is full of it. And in Zen, they say you stink of Zen. It's because you you know all the technical aspects. You, you've read every book there is. You've got it memorized, but you stink of it. You you do not have it because you've got lost. In, in Detroit, words. we say you stink of booze. You stink <laughs> of booze <laughs> because you know. <laughs> in Detroit, 
Things are a little different. <laughs> <laughs> the next. I don't know if we're painting a, a really attractive picture of our, our home city. The next point of focus is perfection. The point of training is to strive for perfection. Just as the golfer seeks, seeks to strike the ball perfectly with each swing of the club, so should the guitar player intend to play each note perfectly. And so should every scuba diver focus on each one of those kicks being so clean and so well placed that the thrust is appropriate, the wash is non-disturbing. Mm-hmm. The reason we value perfection is for its difficulty to attain. Being human, mistakes are unavoidable, but that is no excuse to accept mistakes lightly. If each member of a quintet were to say, well, I made only one mistake on that take, the recording would have five mistakes, and they'd all be back to the top. So be of the mind to play perfectly every time. Many mistakes arise from self-consciousness, from too much focus on what the body is actually doing. When pitching a baseball, throwing a football, or shooting a basketball, problems always arise when the athlete tries to aim the ball. So it is with playing guitar. When the mind becomes preoccupied with what the hands are doing, it shuts out the music inside. Yeah, you're trying, you're thinking too much. Well, and that's where the whole practice of meditation comes in with these practitioners. These, is It's about control, learning to control your mind. The, the thoughts pop into your head, and you know, that's the monkey mind, which means your mind is constantly, the average human mind, especially in Western civilization, is just going like a monkey from branch to branch to branch, and it's controlling you. You are not controlling your mind. It controls you. It tells you where to think, what to do. And uh, the idea behind the meditation is to have the mastery over it. In other words, the thought comes up and you let it go away kind of thing. Instead of it comes up and you grasp it. Your monkey hand grasps it. Then another thought comes and you grasp that. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So when you start thinking about things or you, you tell yourself, hey, James, don't think of a, a blue elephant. What did you just think of? A freaking blue elephant. And that's your mind telling you you're going to do the exact thing that you don't want to do. And that's the way your mind works. You know, when you watch the martial art, you go to uh, any martial arts teacher lessons, you start out, you know, it's like Karate Kid, the wax on, wax off isn't far off. You, are, you have to learn the muscle memory. You have to make your body react with muscle memory. The same thing with diving. And, and you've got to go slow. And you've right. got to make it perfect. Right. You've got to be really diligent about perfect circles. Mm-hmm. Right a circle. Right a circle. Left, left a circle. Wax on, wax off. Yes. Because it's perfect practice. Makes perfect. That makes right. perfect. Right. It's not practicing really, really hard. It's practicing perfect. Very good. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that really isn't out there. And in a six-meeting open water class, how close to perfection can you get? Even can you even be shown this is how it looks? Because and, and, and if you are, are you even aware of that's what you're being shown? Right. Exactly. Oh yes, a lot of you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Mistakes. In life, a single mistake can result in death. Running through a red light just once can do it. 
But in the realm of Zen guitar, mistakes can lead to a kind of rebirth. The spirit of Zen guitar is to learn from mistakes as soon as they happen and salvage them by incorporating them into the artistic process. This is your playing. After hitting a wrong note accidentally, play the same note again like you really mean it. When things fall apart, make art. Carry the spirit through to every area of your life. How many times you see students that are struggling with a skill, struggling with their buoyancy, and they struggle with it, and they just completely give up? Well, yeah. Melt down mentally, go right. to the service, I'm done, forget about it. Instead of just, uh, they you know, lost buoyancy a little bit, bumped the bottom. Right. That little bumping the bottom causes them to just mentally shut down and, and completely... Well, they don't see the gold in in their mistakes. In other words, it's just I, I'm I'm a fuck up or or whatever goes on in their mind. Their mind has defeated them. And we go back to the back to the very first spirit portion, which is, you know, seven times down, eight times up. In other words, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. Failing is how we learn. You should fail. You should fail often. But you got to keep getting up. You got to keep going at it. That's that's how you learn. That's the beauty of the human experiences. If everything were easy, this is you know, you try to tell people. I try to tell my kids who get frustrated. I have one kid who's a naturally good athlete. He's very smart, naturally good in many school subjects. The minute he gets challenged, whoa, you know, he gets frustrated, and I try to tell him because he's too good at stuff too easily. Whereas you watch, and you see this in people, you see people that have had a hard time, and they actually are more successful. You see people that have failed. You look at all these stories on Facebook coming through about, you know, I, I had my legs blown off and, you know, overseas, but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I learned who I was, you know. Right, right. That's just part of that. I mean, that's the whole thing is when you have a mistake happen, it's easy to get frustrated, Take the gold from it that you're supposed to learn from those mistakes. Struggling at something is good. Yes, yeah, because, it. and that brings us to the next point of focus is there are going to be stages and plateaus. To progress, think like a rock climber. At times, it may become necessary to move laterally before moving upward. At other times, it may be necessary to rest and regroup or even move down a step before continuing. Remember a pattern of two steps up. One step back is still progress. Do not think of these moves as anything other than part of your overall path of advancement. Sometimes you attack, other times you tack. The spirit is always the same, only the strategy differs. Very good. Yeah. Couldn't say that better. That's uh And when you're when you're new, your plateaus are f- short and and steep, steep right? right? You you Right, you you, quick. you learn. You're yeah. quick. You're you're moving up. You're getting better. You're getting better, and it, there are these little tiny steps. Mm-hmm. But the longer you've been at it, they're shorter. Right, and you stay at that level for longer and longer and longer time. It's like anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. You, the hill is very steep at the base as you're climbing that mountain, but then as you get higher and higher, it starts to starts to have little plateaus and leveling out. Yeah, but go ahead, James. I'm yeah. sorry. I no, no, no. That, that's it. Right, that, that, that's it. Very much. When you when you first start doing something, yeah, it's a big leap. Boom, yeah, you're growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hundred percent. 
boom, I got something now. But when, you, something. but when you know the whole book to, mm-hmm. to learn what's between the lines, well, is, yes. you know, it takes yeah. a long time of rereading, rereading, rereading to get that real spirit out of the book. I like the book analogy because it's like, say you've got a, a whole bookshelf of one subject. Say, for example, this is the bookshelf of diving. And the first book is this book of the basics. Boom, you had nothing, and now you have 100% difference. So it was a big leap. But each book you read, you know, when you were reading just a few pages, it was easy. You were getting a lot of information. But as you keep going, you have to read more and more books to get that same... Yeah, yeah I got you. It's a curve. Not, well, it, it's not it's, a linear, linear climb. It's a curve, you know. Yeah, and you're going to be at these stages... Mm-hmm. longer and longer the right. more and more you know right and, and people can get frustrated i guess when we come back to, to, to right. dive or they get frustrated that they're not advancing i've got it all been there done that i'm going to move on to something mm-hmm. else that's more challenging mm-hmm. right so now i'm going to get into yeah target shooting they've, they've, now i'm going to yeah. get into flit from activity to activity right. right never becoming truly perfect at any of them right so thereby, are they truly perfect in life yet? No, no, and that's because, the whole thing about life. Because diving yeah. is life. Diving is life, and that's exactly how I would say this to my kids. This is life. Don't think you've got it down. You'll never have it down. There's not a single activity that you can do that you can say, I've got it. I, I have it all. Right. You it, don't. Because as soon as you say that, mm-hmm. you don't. You don't even because have it. Because if you it. had it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that way. Exactly, exactly. So long as your spirit keeps going forward, you're moving fast enough. Toshio Sudo says. Very good, yes. You're exactly where you should be. And I've said this to students. I mean, I've had students, I've had grown men break down crying. And this is because I couldn't pass them in a class. So they were so focused on the little goal, the little card, the little attaboy, that they failed to recognize the progress they made in the class, the fact that they knew nothing or they knew a whole lot of mistakes to the point where they now they know what they have to do. That's a huge leap right there. Oh, yeah, no kidding. But they didn't focus on that. They didn't focus on that positive. What they heard was... I didn't pass. Yeah, I didn't pass, right. I'm not I didn't getting, pass yet. I'm not getting the attaboy of you're going to the next level. This, you know, well, because the, there's so much psychology. ego... Into it, Thank right? Because they're going to go. We're to work. feeding it. They're going to go to work on Monday, and everyone's going, "Hey, how'd you do in your class?" Yeah, I failed. Instead of I was introduced to a whole lot of things I didn't know before. I've I've got a lot to work on, but at least I know uh, direction. You know. So that's and and how do we relate this to Open Water One Hundred and One? Well, it's easy. Open Water One Hundred and One by the major training agencies is designed to feed that ego. You don't have to worry about the failure. As a matter of fact, they don't focus on any failure. You're, you're, you're because well, you can buy away the failure, right? Well, you're told, you know, congratulate them on everything they do. I get it. I get you don't yes. want people crying in the water, but by the same token, you have to give them, like, no, that's not how to do it. You're not doing it right. Put a fire under them at least. They think they've got it because you've shook their hand after every silly little fin stroke they've made. Right. So they they, they, they leave without the thinking that they, they don't need to work hard. Yeah. There's very little that they need they, to do. The get work's anymore. done. Yeah. I passed. Right. I got this card. Which brings us to discipline push ups. Push ups. That's why all my students are required to do 
Drop push down and give that fitty one push-up, fatty, fatty boy. They're required to do push-ups <laughs> on their knuckles. On a one wet tubby, pool, tubby. on a wet pool <laughs> tile. The key to self-mastery lies in discipline. Discipline governs how we train, when we train, and what we do with our training. Yet many people remain fuzzy as to what discipline really means. I heard an athletics coach once say in regard to discipline, do what has to be done, when it has to be done, as well as it can be done, and do it that way every time. This is a good definition of discipline. Do what has to be done, when it has to be done, as well as it can be done. And know that it's going to take time. So oh, if, yeah. you, if you want to be this Zen diver, right, you have to realize that training and education doesn't come a weekend at a time. No. It, it doesn't occur in one pool night and two open water dives. It's the rest of your life right. that you're working on it. Well, and, that, and, that, and because if you're going to get the good quality outcome, it's going to take a lot of time. It's not going to come quick. If, if anybody tells you it comes quick, they're lying to you. Limits is the next point of focus. Those who follow the path must eventually confront their personal limits. What's required is to test these limits, push them, and finally to know them and accept them. We find our limits by taking on challenges. If a teacher gives you an assignment you think is too difficult, make every effort to complete it. The teacher may know your limits better than you do. If a teacher gives you an assignment you think is too easy, do a little more than is asked. Not out of ego to show how smart you are or to gain favor, but out of sincere desire for self-improvement. Pace yourself, but push to find your own limit. Remember, he says, even though trees do not grow to the sky... Their roots continue to grow. You've been given all you need to know the way of Zen guitar without looking to anyone or any place else. Just keep digging where you are. Well, it, it, seems, it seems a lot of students, a lot of, maybe a lot of people in general, either um, doubt themselves too much or lie to themselves too much. One of the two, right? Either they, they, don't, think, they enough, don't think they can do it or good. they think they already got it and yeah. they don't need to work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's why we have teachers. That's why you have someone who can give you an honest, sub well, objective opinion, right? Uh, or it's trying to be objective, although in my, I think nobody's truly objective. You always carry your own bias. But anyway, the long story short is somebody who's not you or related to you can give you a true, honest critique of where you're at and what you're doing. And that's why, yeah, you, they may think you're ready. To a certain extent, you've got to trust your, your teacher. And even if you aren't, the struggle is going to help you grow. Know what works best for you, he says. Above all else, you must be natural, but always be of the mind to learn. Well, that's half of the battle right there is if you think you have it all, you're not ready to learn. You know, and, and there's another th- teaching concept that we know from... That we use. Which is the student has to be ready to learn. And they think they have something to gain. They have to know this in their mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the person that knows it all already, very hard to teach them anything. For example, me. Try to teach me something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next uh, focus, or the next point of focus is follow through. The path of Zen guitar is never-ending. 
but short-term goals can focus the mind so long as one takes care to stay on the path. Whatever goals you set, playing a solo mistake-free, landing a gig, recording an album, should not be viewed as ends unto themselves, but as points along the path. Follow through in everything you do. The road goes on forever. True. There's no end. That's why, you know, they talk about enjoy the journey, not the not the destination so much. You know, the whole thing, the whole thing about life is you keep putting these little little destinations where you have one destination, you work towards it, you get there, and you're like, well, now what the fuck do I do? Right. Well, he, he quotes a Chinese proverb saying, in a hundred mile march, 90 is about the halfway point. <laughs> Without the proper follow through, all that proceeded can be lost. Life experience bears this out in very, <clears throat> life experience bears this out in small and large ways. Victory on the battlefield can be rendered meaningless by one flaw in the peace agreement. A 300-yard tee shot in golf will remain little if one misses a three-foot putt. A figure skater's whole routine collapses with a fall on the last jump. Pseudo says, your thoughts float like the clouds and flow like the river. Failure to follow through cuts your spirit short. Zen masters call this failure suki, stopping mind. At all times, you want your mind to flow smoothly without hesitation. If, in the spirit of a true unsui, your thoughts float like the clouds and flow like the river, you will avoid suki. A cloud or river never stops moving. It continues on and on. Follow through in every aspect of your training, then follow through some more. No suki for you. You get to know suki. <laughs> I am the suki Nazi. <laughs> no suki for you. No suki for you. Taste. Can you taste the suki? <laughs> you don't get no suki. No taste for you. Not everyone is going to like what I do. And that's something I can accept. Actually, I like that now. When I was younger, I didn't like it. But now I'm like, oh, good. Good that guy doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone liked what I did, I, I probably don't. wouldn't be playing anything of depth. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, when everybody starts liking, when the masses start getting involved, that's when it gets... I'm like, okay, I'm done here. Dude, like all my favorite bands growing up. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as like <laughs> everybody liked them, they got yeah, popular. Yeah, like I, I liked them because because they ninety percent of the time like most people didn't, you know, and I, I gravitated to them. And then like when they hit it big, I'm like, eh, I'm done. Eh, I'm, they suck. I'm done with these guys. <laughs> well, that's scuba diving to me. I like scuba diving because. Not everybody's out there doing it. I like that. Now they they try to mass market it. And I mean, this is probably at the underlying, like we're having a little psychotherapy here. This is at my underlying uh, reasons for my like despisement of these big agencies, these humongo agencies. So you don't want to, you don't want to open up a TGDP shop at the local mall. No, ex <laughs> see, exactly. That's when the art becomes like stamped out on a printer. Right? It's not done by hand anymore. There's no feeling to it, and there's no humanity. So fuck that shit, man. Here, have a puff of this. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> it's legal now. This is kind of just like having your... Um... I think we've said enough on this. Yeah. One.
because this is way too much about music music in this one <coughs> okay the uh the last point of focus that philip toshio sudo gives us is collaboration he gives a great quote in this chapter two by jimmy page you can't compute or calculate the chemistry that arises when you put together a band. No one knows until you start working together. True. It's too many variables. Yeah. yeah. You need you need buddies. Humans. You yeah. need dive buddies. Right? That's so you, you true. Can be a, I mean, you can be a really, really good diver and be a terrible dive buddy. Yeah. And, and really ruin a dive for somebody else because you don't know how to work together with somebody in the water. True that. No, true that. Well, the beauty so, and part of the fun and the enjoyment is that feeling, that, that flow feeling when it happens on a team, when everybody's got it. It's magical. It's, it is like a band. It is like music. It is like a, you know, a, a orchestra coming together yeah. working to put out a great piece of music. Now he says, when you start to work with someone, keep three things in mind. Company vision and chemistry and he's talking about you know putting a band together and starting to make music mm -hmm. but i mean tell me that doesn't exactly. translate to exactly diving? to a dive team right surround yourself with good people in every endeavor work with those who are professional competent and committed to excellence and passionate about what they do you can learn from them and your work will benefit and you like each other yeah and you're gonna like each other you're gonna in common yeah of where to go and what wait when your collaborator has a vision of where to go this is again i keep going back to how i raise my kids but it, it, it comes from diving as well and buddhism zen uh you are or you become your environment in other words who you hang around with be very careful in choosing those people yeah. who you choose to be with because you rub off on each other not intently yeah well you're forming a, you're I forming a bond you're forming yeah and you be but you become you take on those traits you don't know it it's unconscious i mean you're not like oh i want to be like this yeah because you, stuff rubs off on you right and exactly. you don't even realize it mm -hmm. rubbing off yeah that's a good way to put it but yeah you become your environment. That's why I, I move out here in the woods. I like this. It, I, it, I tell it you, suits you. Well, it does, I think. I'm a better person. Because <laughs> when I wasn't in the woods, there were neighbors I wanted dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay now. So company, vision, and chemistry. With most groups in life, we don't bond. With a few groups, we do. On those rare occasions, learn what it means to band and be a band. Yeah. Find your dive team. You can always go back to, I like the band analogy yeah. with the dive team because it's like, you see a good musician, good musicians can get together and still put out a great piece of, they can just start jamming on them, you know, and just go off of each other. Oh, yeah. And it's an incredible piece of music that's once in a lifetime. You're like, oh, I wish I was recording that because this is awesome. And each time it's a little different. It's, that's the artistry of it, but... You know, well, that's be, but that's because yes. they're exactly they're mm -hmm. they're competent, comfortable musicians. Right. You can't just take, you know, you 
<laughs> with your kazoo <laughs> and, jo- and, 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 and a couple Ju- of musicians. I'll get my and shout the, out to my daughter Julia with the tambourine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So you and you Joshi have to be with the You have to be well practiced. Yeah, yeah. You have to have put in the time and, the and developed the technique and the discipline and all of these points of focus right. that we're going over here. Very right? good. Yeah, they, good good points of focus. Good, good this choice. Was, this was good. Yeah, this is. It was. Uh, I, I hope. Um, I hope our listeners gotcha. take these to heart and put these into your dive education as you continue on your journey of Zen scuba. Yeah. Hopefully, you see that failing is a good thing, in the sense of you have to get back up, right? And the mistakes yes. are there for you to learn from. If you make no mistakes, you're learning nothing, right? You you don't know what to do. That's when it is wrong. Never made a mistake. Yeah. But, and nobody's perfect. I mean, again, if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning, you're not growing. So you have to do that. So don't get frustrated. Well, that's the thing is, is so many people, they, they, they shy away from that, the challenge because right. they don't want to deal with the, the potential of failing, of failing it. Mm-hmm. So the, they just would rather stay over here where they're, they're not going to be questioned. They're not going to be put to the test. And that's what you want. Well, that's what you that, want. Well, that's what I want. Yeah. That, that's why. That's why I. I mean, that, that's what attracted me, mm-hmm. right? When when you first showed mm-hmm. it to me, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I saw that everybody else there was a there was a, a handshake and a card in exchange <laughs> for the the money yes. for the class, yeah. right? Regardless of the effort. of the effort that went into mm-hmm. achieving it, where the bar was set really low. I mean, it was almost non-existent. But there is there is a bar, you, you know. I say, oh, you you can't fail. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would wouldn't so very, say very that low. because because every uh, one of those instructors is gonna say, I got a I got a I got a cue card sheet here of of all exactly. of the bar again, but it's different. That it's cue not card, a, it's very low. That's <laughs> a very low bar, and I mean we know that firsthand. The bar you don't want the bar too high either. I mean that's well, and, and I would say that the, the bar isn't so much in the the physical skill it's, as it is. Inside, yeah, yeah. I keep finishing your sentences. We're it's, like it's, almost like a married couple. It's, it's you're ugly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you know we are doing what has to be done as well as it can be done right now, at the time it Word. is being done. Well, hey, on that note, um, here, sign my logbook. Here, uh, he who knows does not think. No, get well soon, love. Sammy. Got the uh, don't ask. Sign. You know. Okay. All right. Safe diving. Safe folks. diving, guys. Yeah.